Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 246, and today we're going to be talking all about how to get more real reviews that help increase your sales. Now, we're going to talk about that on today's episode. I've got a special guest. His name is Chris Guthrie. You guys may or may not already know him. Great guy, and he knows a thing or two about this. But also, I wanted to make a special announcement. Chris and I are hosting a live workshop on Tuesday, August 30th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And to register for that, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash review workshop. All one word, okay? So theamazingseller.com forward slash review workshop. You can also find that link in the show notes if it's easier for you to head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 246. If you guys are listening to this after August 30th, you can still go to that link and you can register to watch the replay and everything that we discuss um, on this live workshop will be there for you. We're also going to answer any live questions that you have, a little Q&A that we're going to do as well because there's a lot of people wondering what what is the right thing to do about reviews and how do I get more real reviews so they stick? Because we've heard that Amazon is cracking down on reviews and as they're cracking down on reviews, it's also making them go away. So if you don't play by the rules, guess what? They go away and you lose all of that hard work. The best way to get real reviews is to follow up with your customers that are buying through your listing on a day-to-day basis and for you to put email copy or email messaging in that actually gets people to open and actually do what you want them to do is key. And if you can continually build your reviews, you will start to increase your sales. All right. So definitely, definitely come join us. I'm really excited about this. Chris is actually going to share some emails that are working really, really well. Actually, I've got one right now that we're going to share with you guys. That's converting at about a 9%, which is pretty crazy as far as like email reader to a review. So we're going to share that with you as well. We're going to give you downloads so you guys can download all the swipe copy. You guys can use them as templates, as inspiration, however you want to use them. And we've got a bunch of other things that we're going to be giving away as well. So definitely come join us to register on August 30th for the 3 p.m. Eastern time workshop. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash review workshop. All right, so let's go ahead and get into today's episode where I talk with Chris Guthrie, all about how to get more real reviews that help increase your sales. So enjoy. Well, hey, Chris, long time no talk on the podcast. Welcome back, man. How's it going? Doing well. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, it has been a long time. It it has. (laughs) I I looked back and uh, actually you reminded me it was all the way back on episode 77. So yeah, that's quite a quite a while ago when this one here is 246. So yeah, it's been a while. So we've got some uh, catching up to do here publicly. Uh, you and I both talk a little bit uh, on Skype and stuff, and we're we're, we're friends now, so we get, we get to talk. But uh, yeah, I really wanted to have you back on to to dig in a little bit more to reviews and feedback and some things that I've been hearing and and kind of getting your take on things. I know that you run uh, a software called Salesbacker, which I use and uh, works works wonderfully. Uh, and I just wanted kind of like your take on it because you do kind of have to stay up to up to speed on uh, on some of the you know the 
the regulations and things that people are kind of talking about out there. And I wanted to kind of hear your thoughts. Um, also wanted to let people know about a workshop that you and I are going to be doing. Um, I thought that this was appropriate because we're going to be able to break it down and, and really give people also another look and, and feel, I think, as to how to go out and get real reviews, not necessarily just looking for the reviews that we're using through promos. And I think that a lot of people, when they think about like fake reviews, they're thinking that doing a promotion is a fake review. And I don't believe it is because you're going after, well, I say if you're going after the trusted sources, um, but it's really about getting people that are raising their hands saying that I want to leave a review. Those are review clubs. And I think that they're okay. What's your thoughts on that before we dig in here? Yeah, no, that's so you t- touched on a lot there, but I want to unpack that. So, thoughts on review clubs and just reviews in general. I like to draw a lot of similarities from what is happening with Amazon and just what will happen moving into the future with just general search engine optimization on Google. And so, if you look back years ago, they've always made different updates to their algorithm and they're constantly influencing what types of links uh, valued are more or more, rather, more effectively for websites and sometimes less effectively. And, and so in the same case with reviews, there are some strategies that were really, really effective before, even though kind of a gray area type thing. Uh, but then, of course, they've been losing some of their effectiveness. Um, with review clubs, I think they're fine. But the thing is, is that Amazon can look at a reviewer and then they can see sort of a web for every single review product that they've touched. You know, if you go to a reviewer profile, you can see every single review they've, they've left a product on a product for. And so then, of course, they can look to see where they're getting their reviews from, where they're getting the products. And if for some reason they don't like that source and they can just discount, you know, everyone that's, that's seeing the similar review profile. And mm. so that's something to keep in mind, I guess, is that a lot of this stuff that you can see that Amazon could do in the future, it's really just a huge parallel to what I'd seen in with Google in years sure. past. Sure. And so that's something to just keep in mind as you go forward and trying to get your reviews. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think today what I really want to kind of discuss here and also what we're going to be discussing on the workshop in, in great detail is really about how to get the real reviews, and I'm using the the air quotes here, how to get your real reviews, um, the ones that you know will stick because these are from customers that actually purchased through uh, not just Amazon itself, but without a coupon code, let's say, or without it being deeply discounted, um, like a dollar or free or two ninety five, where it's an actual, because I'm actually hearing a little bit about that. And I'd like to hear your, your opinion on this, or maybe your thoughts, or maybe you've heard some things, because I know that you're surrounded by a lot of Amazon sellers as well. You know, if you give away a product now for a dollar or two dollars, uh, versus giving it away for free. Are you seeing anything there which Amazon is taking into effect as far as like verified or unverified reviews? Yeah, they're definitely discounting. Well, they're definitely in some cases just not giving the verified badge to products that are, are reviewed that have been purchased at a substantial discount. Uh, but this can vary too. I've seen some people report uh, one way and some people report the other. On my side, since you know I'm associated with Salesbacker, the vast majority of the people that, that I talk to, they're getting their reviews uh, primarily through, you know, emailing their, their customers. Uh, but sometimes I hear too from them using different types of promotional strategies and, and, and then asking, hey, why don't we see, you know, a verified badge? You know, we had this promotion and, and then I can kind of explain or, or we can have people explain that that might be the case. Yeah. And I just want people to understand too, like, and, and I still kind of, I, I still kind of use the launch 
for the very beginning of getting those reviews, whether they're verified, unverified. To me, in the beginning, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. But but what I want people to understand, and that's what I kind of want to talk to you about, is like, you know, we're we're out there ultimately trying to get people that are buying our products to review our products, because I feel that that allows us to in the future, sell more of our product. So why don't we talk a little bit more and and really why it is important to follow up with those people, whether it's using a tool like yours or just manually doing it or hiring someone to contact those people. Uh, what do you, How do you feel social proof affects your conversions or your sales? Yeah, I mean, and this is a good example. Well, actually, yours rather. Uh, you know, if, if you look at two customers that are on Amazon and they're looking at a garlic press, and they see all else being equal, maybe even it's the same garlic press because often, you know, if, if you're sourcing from China, for instance, you can end up sometimes with the same manufacturer. But you know, the similar pictures or the same pictures, and one garlic press has five reviews and the other has 500 reviews. Well, more often than not, the customers are going to buy from the product that has 500 reviews. And and so that example really just kind of illustrates that the number of reviews that a product has helps to influence how well the listing can convert. And then, of course, the conversions can help lead to better keyword rankings and more long-term organic sales moving forward. And so really every vote or every review that you get is, is sort of a vote for your listing and a vote of confidence from peers, you know, other Amazon shoppers. And so in general, you want to have more product reviews than less if you're trying to get a higher conversion rate for your listing. And of course, there are a plethora of other things you do to influence your conversion rate, um, but reviews is one element there. Yeah. And I, I want to share something. I'll share it with you and I'll share it with everyone else listening. Um, last night I was on a call f- with Steve Chu and uh, Mike Jackness and Greg Mercer and a, a few other guys. Um, and we were talking, uh, we were doing a, uh, it was like a private uh for, for Seller Summit, you were there, Chris, at the yep. Seller Summit. Well, we did a private one for people that attended that, and we just did like a Q&A session, and we were talking about this, and Mike Jackness runs a pretty successful uh, uh, business, um, even outside of Amazon, and he was saying that he split test on his homepage, having the reviews, this is on his own platform, this isn't on Amazon, he yeah. split test having the reviews above the fold, and that basically, for anyone that doesn't know what that means, it means just the very first thing that you're displayed with on your screen, before you have to actually scroll, that's above the fold. And he tested it with having that on there above it or having it down below it. And it was it was a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So Amazon obviously has already done all that testing for us. That's why they put the reviews like right there in the right-hand corner of your listing um, because they know it's that important. So what I want people to really understand is that the reviews are very, very important for conversions, whatever platform you're using. And what I want to do here and and Chris wants to do is be able to help you get these, not just in the launch phase, but after the launch phase. And I think that's critical. And some people say, well, most people, they ain't going to leave reviews. You know, why even bother? Um, I'm here to tell you that, I mean, currently right now, I believe the last I looked, I'm about at a fifth, five to a 6% conversion rate um, from doing my follow-up, which is okay. I still want to tweak that. I want to get that up a little bit higher. Um, but uh, there's another gentleman that I, I actually have in my class, and he's getting about a 9 to a 10% conversion. Um, and um, he's actually using one of your pre-made uh, templates uh, inside of SalesBacker, and, uh, and that one's working really well. It's the humor one. So maybe we can talk a little bit about 
maybe the follow-up, the communications, whether people, again, want to use a software tool or not, uh, just the communications, because that's really what I think is a big uh, difference in, in people when they're responding, whether they're responding as a big company or if they're responding um, on a personal level. So maybe we can dig into that and give people some tips on how they can communicate with someone that just purchased their item. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that even that, that example you mentioned where your friend was using uh, the humor example, uh, that idea that I had and, and then we have co- incorporated into Salesbacker was that, you know, we look at the typical communication from companies to their customers. It's really formal because everyone thinks that when they start a company, especially newer Amazon sellers, they think, oh, I'm a big business now. Or I need to look like and act like a big business. But in reality, you can act like however you want. You know, it's your business and you can decide how you want to convey yourself to your customers. And so in the case of communicating with customers after they purchase your product, you can do things like making jokes. And this idea, and again, I, I basically borrowed this idea from another guy that had built up and sold his startup. Um, Derek Sievers sold CDBaby.com years ago. And he saw the same trend that most customer or most companies rather were saying, hey, here's this product you just purchased and here's when it's going to be delivered. And that was about it, right? And then he said, let me do something that's that's more unusual. And he was saying things like, you know, your order was, is going to be delivered on the CD baby jet. And right now, if you Google CD baby jet, you'll still see, you know, millions of mentions of it. Uh, and it was really effective for him to, to do that. Right. And so I basically just borrowed his idea and Derek, if you were listening, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and applied it to the Amazon space. Right. And that most sellers on Amazon are again, following that same script of being very formal in the communication. And if you instead incorporate some humor into your brand, especially if you, if your brand, the products you sell can, can match that, then that can work really, really effectively. Uh, and so, and so that's one way you can do that, right? Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think it's important to, to understand that when you're talking and communicating with, you know, your customers, you have to understand that's one person on the other end of that. And I think that we don't really realize that, um, especially if anybody's done any email marketing or anything like that, we just write an email, we hit blast and, we, and it goes, you know, we don't realize that there's an individual looking at that. And if we can communicate or resonate with them a little bit better, or even again, put a smile on their face. I always tell people like, try to think of a way to make their day a little bit better. So this way here, they're not just like, oh, it's just, you know, Sears sending me an automated email. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's a way for you to actually interact and uh, in a way or, or even ask for feedback so they can actually hit reply like that's a huge one. And I mean, I've done that, you know, for the past almost 10 years now online, whenever I do a, a follow up sequence, even if it's an automated one, I'll ask them to reply back and let me know if there's any questions or drop me a line and let me know, like I'll use language like that, that makes it seem as though it's me typing them a personal message, which it really isn't, but it is because I I typed it up myself, but in the same breath, I want them to reply. So then I will respond back. Um, So it's a way to kind of start that conversation. And, you know, some people might, might be listening going like, Scott, it seems like, you know, why would you want to do all this? Just get the customer, get the sale and move on to the next. And the thing is, is if you're thinking about this as long term, I like to think about it like I'm building an asset within one person that's going to possibly then keep, you know, either coming back or mentioning my product to other people. Um, so I, and I know we don't have a ton of time on the podcast to do this, but uh, you're going to share uh, some of those emails that are pre-written that you've actually, you know, had people test and everything, and they're actually loaded inside a sales backer. But you're going to actually give us those, read through them on the workshop, and then also we'll break them down, talk about some of the psychology behind them. Uh, but then also, I believe you said that you're going to go ahead and give everyone a download of those. Is that true? 
Yeah, definitely. Good. Just confirming. (laughs) (laughs) Just just confirming that we're going to do that. Uh, Yeah. So I want to give people uh, literally like a copy and paste and they can just modify it. Um, Whether they, you know, purchase your software or anyone else's for that matter, I want them to have the tools to be able to go in there and just, even if you're just going to copy and paste it, because if you're just starting, then just manually do it. Like go into your customer list inside of Amazon, click, you know, click on that little name and and then, you know, go ahead and send them an email. It's really that easy. It's going to be a little bit more manual intensive, but it's okay. In the beginning, if you only have 10 customers, well, email 10 customers. Um, that's your job. Um, so, okay. So is there any other thing really quickly that we can give them before we move on is really like, as far as the communications, or maybe we can talk about how many emails should we be sending? I heard some people say, I only send one. I heard some people say I send seven. Like what is, have you seen a sweet spot there? Yeah. So I think, so the seven, that's, that's, a that's quite a few. I haven't had, I haven't had anyone personally tell me that they've, they've sent seven. Uh, but Three emails is usually a typical sweet spot. You know, the first email would be uh, a great time to send out whatever bonus you might be offering. Or another strategy too, if you're trying to, you know, invoke the act of, you know, reciprocity is to to say give them a bonus. Say it's, you know, say you're selling a barbecue grill brush. I'll fall back on my example, uh, and you give them a list of the top ten. Your, your top 10 favorite barbecue recipes. And you could say, these are the my personal favorite best ones and these are what we use and to help develop our, our tools and our you know, whatever else it is might be selling within that space. And so you could do that in the first email and it could be something that you give unexpectedly. And then the second email could be an email where you ask for either seller feedback and then, or you could ask for a product review. And then the third email could be the final email saying, hey, just wanted to make sure everything's okay. And if you haven't had a chance yet to leave a review, you know, please leave us a review. And, and we really appreciate that. We're a family-owned company. All those different types of things can influence uh, the, the likelihood that someone's actually going to take action with your, your email. And one other thing I want to mention, too, before we kind of move on is I get a lot of people that, that contact uh, me just either directly or through we hear through customer support desk. But they'll say, you know, I want to do this in my email, I want to do that in my email, and all these other things. And it really comes down to, I think, a lot of these cases, people just aren't familiar with email marketing. And in, with email marketing, you really want to focus on just one thing in your email. You want them to take one action and do one specific thing. And so if it's, you know, open this PDF or, you know, download this PDF, then that's one thing. Leave a review, that's one thing. Don't ask for anything else because it's, it's more likely that they're just going to do nothing. Yeah. And so that's something else I wanted to point out. Yeah, no, that's true. And I mean, I think, uh, you know, when you're writing that email, especially the first part of that email, it's got to be something that's going to grab their attention. It's like a hook in a sense, in in a good way. Um, Now, I I do get people, though, and, you know, that ask the question of, okay, is it okay to ask for a review in my email? Like, you know, uh, I heard that Amazon said they don't want you to do that. And we always hear this stuff like reviews. You know, people are saying that we're not, we're not supposed to do promotions and give away our product anymore or give it away at a discount. And that's that's not true. In, in their terms of service, it does say that you can, uh, you know, discount or, you know, give your product away in, in a sense for uh, honest feedback um, on a product. It does not say in there that you can't do that, but you have to put that disclaimer in there. That is true. And the same thing goes and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but. The same thing goes if you're if you're in there asking for a review. It can't be like go leave me a five star review. 
Like you can't, (laughs) you can't, you can't like tell them what to put in there. Like I've seen people put insert cards in there and go, leave us a five-star review. Or even I've even seen people do this and I, I don't, I don't say do this either is, you know, click here or, you know, go to this URL to leave a five-star review or click this link. If you're in, you know, using a a tool, you know, click this link to leave us a five-star review. If your review is less than a five-star email us and let us know why and we'll make it better. Like you, that's still, I think that's still riding the line. Yeah. Um, it, it can't yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, and even going back to your comment too, about just terms of service and, and hearing from Amazon, one of the biggest things that's kind of a struggle is that Amazon has, you know, thousands of these tier one seller support reps where, um, they may not even be familiar with in some cases with sure. their own terms of service. And so yeah. they'll say something and then that kind of gets parroted and communicated across various Facebook groups. Uh, and in re- reality, you just kind of got to go back to the source. And so sometimes two people will ask, you know, oh, can I include a link to, you know, a YouTube video for uh, my product because it's more complex and it's more difficult to explain than just including a PDF with instructions. And, I'm, and, and, and what we will tell people is, is, you know, Amazon says not to drive traffic out, outside of their website. Uh, and, and they're like, oh, well, I, you know, I, I went ahead and asked them and I got permission. And it's like, okay, well. Even if you got permission from a, a tier one support rep, it's good, especially if you have an email record of that. Um, but it could be an issue, you know. And so there's, yeah. it's just, it's tough because a lot of these areas can be somewhat gray and, and end up being kind of muddled. Yeah. And so it's unfortunately kind of a tough thing to advise people on, other than to just you know stick with the terms of service if you're in this for the long haul and you don't want to deal with any hassles of your business getting shut down overnight type of thing. No, I, I agree. And guys, we're, we're talking about like really about the real reviews, right? We're talking yeah. about the ones, the, these reviews to me are the one, these are assets for your business. When you're doing a promotion, it's really about just getting yourself on the map. And, yep. and I, I think people need to understand that if you're going to keep doing reviews, like, and people ask me this too, Chris, they're like, okay, so I just did a, uh, you know, a giveaway, uh, to kind of get some reviews and to get myself on the map as far as, you know, ranking and stuff. Uh, how often should I do them? And my my answer is you shouldn't really have to do any more unless you're, you ran out of stock or maybe you wanted to give a little, a little bit of a bump. But for the most part, that really is there for the base of reviews. And if those reviews ever went away, to me, I would be you know, it would be disappointing, but I wouldn't care as much because I'm working on the real reviews that we're doing here with our customers that are buying through our, our, you know, our listing every single day through Amazon, through sales. Right. Yep. And, and, and that's what I think needs to be really highlighted here. And the way to do that is to send people follow-up emails, not just relying on them to, to give a review on their own, um, and giving them and, and giving them value in, in those emails. Definitely. I like to say that, you know, the first hundred reviews or so, you know, if you're, if you're being a little more aggressive in terms of your, your giveaway, those might come from your promotion and your initial launch, but the next, you know, getting to a thousand are, are going to come from your real customers. Uh, and the and even to going back to your earlier point about, you know, should I continue to do promotions throughout that? The only people that I see that are doing that are, are the people that are in really, really competitive niches and they'll be giving away, you know, products on a near daily basis because they're within like the top 50 on Amazon. They're doing mm-hmm. multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars with, you know, a few SKUs. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, for those of, you, those of you guys that are interested in joining us on this, this workshop, we are going to do it live, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. But if you go to this link and maybe it's over, there will be a replay. So you guys can definitely check it out. Again, that is going to be, or the registration for that is going to be at theamazingseller.com forward slash review workshop. And Chris and I are going to be able to get on there and really dig in a little bit deeper and kind of craft a message for you to use different examples examples of what has worked. And then this way here, you can have that messaging be a little bit more personal, but also grab the attention and get people to want to either leave a review or be a raving fan. Um, and you know what? It's like once you get through that that point and you understand that, then you can adapt that to, to all of your products once you roll out more than one product. Um, and it's things that you can be testing as well. Um, you know, Maybe uh, you're going to start off with a certain messaging and then all of a sudden you hear people saying that they really wish it had something. And then you create a free PDF with that something that they wish they had. Well, now you can add that to it because you're able to listen to the emails that are coming back because you went in there and you really converse with your, your customer. And I think that's key. Um, and this goes hand in hand with like, if you're email marketing outside of Amazon, it's still going to be the same type of format in a sense. It's just, you have to, obviously you have to stick to the guidelines that Amazon is giving us. Um, the one thing that I would say, like when people are leaving a review, uh, or asking for a review rather, um, you know, what I do in my email is more like, you know, maybe in the second email, it might not even be in the first email. It might be in the second email. It would be like, you know, Hey, just checking back in with you, making sure that, uh, you know, everything is working out with your, your new garlic press or whatever. And I wanted to make sure that you were able to receive that free download. I just gave you in the last email and, uh, you know, just wanted to make sure everything was cool. And Oh, by the way, could you do me a quick favor? Amazon really wants to make sure that we're taking care of our customers. Could you head over to our listing and give us your honest feedback and review? That would be awesome. And we really would just want to hear how well we did for you. Like, there's nothing wrong with what I just said. We're basically saying Amazon wants us to make, or wants to make sure we're taking care of you. So it's totally in line with what they want. Um, would you agree with that, Chris? Definitely. I mean, ultimately, if you look at what Amazon wants, they want to, first and foremost, focus on the customer experience. They want customers to be very happy using Amazon Amazon's platform. They don't want, you know, this is why we don't, they don't want to see review manipulation. That's why they've gone after these different types of services that have cropped up. Uh, and so ultimately, it's all about the customer. And so if you're trying to enhance that customer's experience and make sure they're getting a great value for their product, everything's okay, then, then you're doing things that uh, Amazon wants you to do, which then lead to them getting more sales. Yeah, absolutely. Now, have, what, have you, what have you seen that might have changed um, since really creating Salesbacker? Like what has changed uh, as far as like where people have to be careful on what they're putting in that email? I mean, I think the biggest thing, it kind of goes back to some of the earlier parts that we were touching on, though, really, is just you want to make sure you ask for, you know, an honest review. You don't want to, you know, imply or suggest, hey, just leave us a five-star review. Mm. Some of the things that kind of we touched on before, those are the most common. Uh, but then the, the, the most... The most stuff that we've seen in terms of the changes is just the general outside of the normal customers. So the types of things where these different services have been sued. For example, Fiverr was Fiverr users themselves were getting, you know, going, Amazon was going after them. Mm. Uh, there were websites that were offering fake reviews. And so everything that seems like Amazon just been basically attacking 
the fake review aspect of getting reviews. Um, whereas on the sales backer side, the vast majority of everyone that, that's using the service, they're using it to get you know reviews from their their real customers, and so that hasn't had huge in, in, huge influence. It's more a matter of just making sure you stick to the guidelines that you know we tell people to do when they contact their customers, provide good value, and and also to go back to your point is just definitely try and think about that customer and visualize them as you're writing your emails because it's really easy to write something from an impersonal standpoint. Um, and not to think about the person that's actually getting your product that you've you know worked so hard to actually put together the packaging, the product, how you everything you may have tweaked to make the product better than what's out there on the market, and you want to make sure you can incorporate that into your your emails. If there's something else that you've you've seen as well that you wanted to touch on too, let me let me know. No, I I, I think that's perfect. I just think that again, I mean the obvious, right? I mean you can't go in there and directly link out to you know like your website or or something like yep. that, right? It's got to be. Whatever you can do inside of Amazon, because really, I mean, the way that uh, that I'm looking at this is like using a tool like Salesbacker or, you know, any tool for that matter, you're connecting into your account. So it's not like you're really using an outside service. You're just using a service that goes in and kind of logs in for you and kind of sends that email on that behalf. So imagine going in there and writing an email inside of your Amazon account. What does it allow you to do? It allows you to uh, uh, to add an attachment so you can add an attachment. you got to be careful with what you put in that attachment. You don't want to put in something there that could then draw a red flag. A PDF that's giving uh, you know useful information or, or helpful information um, is, is totally cool. Uh, so just be smart about that. Uh, again, it's kind of hard visually here to show anything, and that's what we'll be doing on the workshop. Uh, again, if you guys want to register for that, we're going to be, again, giving you guys Really, uh, I, I I think it's really like a, a workshop all around, like communicating with your customer, really breaking down those emails that you've already created, Chris. And and again, I've I've got some input on that as well. And just really like a copywriting standpoint on how to how to really grab your your reader and how to get people to open your emails, but then also get to read them, um, and then from there hopefully take action to leave feedback. Or reviews. Um, and again, guys, we're going to give you these as a download. Um, Chris has agreed to. The other thing that I want to mention is okay, let's say, for example, we are just getting started. We want to get some really, really meaty uh, reviews. And, you know, there's a lot of review groups out there, and there's some that I use, and I, I think they're, they're good. But in the same breath, like, what would you say? Um, and I know what you're going to say, but let me just kind of throw it out there. Um, what would say the best way to get a, your first initial batch of reviews um, from people that are trusted within the Amazon review system? Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is the best source that I've found. And some of this has been been changed over over the years now, I guess, since I first kind of discovered this. But it's really just the top Amazon reviewer page. You know, if you go, if you Google this Amazon top reviewers, or maybe you'll have this in the show notes, but um, you'll see a list of the top 10,000 reviewers. And that list is that something that Amazon keeps track of. It's the reviewers that, you know, have left in many cases, thousands of reviews. And they also are really, really helpful reviews. So their reviews are voted helpful by other Amazon shoppers. And so you can contact these people. You can see what they're interested in because, you know, they're constantly getting free products that are offered to them and they have different uh, interests that they have. And so you can reach out to them and say, hey, I have this product and I'd be interested in getting your honest feedback. And these reviewers can can check out your product and leave a review. And I found this this strategy a few years ago now. I'm trying to remember how long ago it was. but uh, And it's still effective today. But I found this by looking at this other seller that I could tell was doing you know massive volume. They had hundreds of products. And I went back through their listings and I could see that the very first reviews they were getting were from these people. And I would see their badges for, that showed their 
their what they were at, so top 500 reviewer, top 100, et cetera. And then I went back and I looked at this page and I found it and I said, okay, these are great people to contact. And um, yeah, so that's it's still effective. And of course, that list can continuously change uh, over time. But for the most part, you'll see a lot of the names on there. I look at it constantly uh, and it's, it's almost like I should reach out to some of these people because I'm sure that I've uh, in some way contributed to them getting thousands of products. Yeah, right. Yeah, well. <laughs> but yeah, they just like to do that. So Yeah, I mean, you know, here, here's the thing. It's like, you know, it's like anything. Like if you can get reviews from people that are uh, in the top 10,000, uh, you know, reviews, you know, kind of like their own little club in a sense that Amazon yeah. has said, you know, these are, these are, these are legit reviewers. You've got a pretty good chance they're going to stick. Right. So that's another way, again, especially in the beginning. Now, here's the thing. You could also create a list of people that after you respond, now it may take you to reach out to 100, 200, 300 different people. Um, and one tip I got from a top reviewer, which I had on the show, you know, she basically said, don't send a mass email send individual emails to yep. those people because they're going to see that it was a mass email and then they're going to say, not touching it, um, and be personal with them. Again, going back to being real, being personal. Hey, I've got this uh, new product that I'm rolling out. I'm really excited about. I see that you're into cooking. Um, it's a garlic press and uh, you know we've uh, really spent a lot of time to design this or add these certain features and I would love it if you could go ahead and, and review our product. And, and that's how you would present that. Again, being honest, and, and, and being, you know, transparent and authentic, I think is key. Uh, and a lot of people want to do the quick and easy, which is, okay, get a list of hundred or 200 reviewers and blast it out to those and then ask them. So that way there, I can only respond to the ones that respond back. Um, and I've found that, um, even my, myself personally, whether it's this or reaching out to other people that I want to, uh, have a relationship with right in, in business or whatever, it's always individual emails and making it more personal. You can tell if it says, hello, sir slash madam, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, eh, okay. I'm, I'm deleting that. And I get those daily, especially for the podcast, right? Like we can help you get more people to listen to your podcast type thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's just like you, I delete them immediately. But if it's someone that says, Hey, you know, Scott, um, I'm a big listener of your show. Um, I love episode 172 where you talk about this, that, and the other thing. And, uh, you know, I just thought that uh, you might be interested in this. I'll read that, right? More so than hello, madam or sir, whatever, right? Um, so just again, being being uh, open and honest and, and real goes a long way. Now, Chris, I know that you said also that you're going to give us that 10 or that top 10,000 list as current um, as you can get it right now. So we're going to give people that as well um, on the workshop. So definitely show up to the workshop live. If you're not there live, we will have a replay. So you can still go to theamazingseller.com forward slash review workshop. And uh, full full dis disclosure here, um, you know, Chris will be showing us also Salesbacker, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, a lot of people that I uh, I work with are also huge fans of, and uh, it's just a great platform. But he's also going to show us how it can automate the process because in the beginning, it's okay when you have a few customers, maybe even 20, 25, maybe even just like five a day, you can handle that. But once you start getting more than that, you're going to want to automate that process. And um, and Salesbacker does a great job of that. Uh, so we're definitely going to be showing you, um, the inner workings of that and kind of how we can kind of streamline things. And, uh, and Chris has got a pretty sweet deal for you guys as well. So we'll definitely be talking about that and showing you some examples. Um, also going to be, like I said, we're going to be breaking down those emails in detail. I think that's going to be really, really valuable. I love kind of going through the psychology of emails. Um, cause I think it's, it's really important. Uh, but, um, the other thing, 
real quick uh, that I wanted to uh, kind of go over before we end up wrapping this up is, uh, you know, really, I guess, about feedback because we don't really talk about feedback much anymore. And I was actually at one of my, uh, or one of our live events here in Denver, um, not too long ago. And, um, I had an interesting, uh, conversation or we all did in the room about this topic. So I want to hear your thoughts as far as like feedback and reviews. Now feedback for people that don't know, it's, uh, basically on your entire seller's account. So it's going to give your entire seller's account, um, kind of like a little bit more credibility within Amazon, um, a little bit more authority. Um, and Chris, maybe we can just kind of break that down a little bit here before we wrap up and, and why, uh, that is, uh, somewhat important. Yeah. I mean, selling feedback as a whole will help your, your overall Amazon account. Even going back to that earlier example where I found that seller that was using Amazon's top reviewers, I also found that when they were launching new products, they were able to seemingly rank products more quickly than other sellers. And that in part came back to the fact that they had thousands of seller feedback. And so seller feedback as well can act as like a vote to Amazon to show, you know, that the seller is, is credible. And so having, you know, seller feedback in general, having some, uh, it's tough to know exactly the right number, uh, sure. at least several hundred plus as you mm -hmm. go on, that'd be a good target to initially shoot yeah. for. Yeah. Um, but having seller feedback is also important beyond just having reviews. You know, you kind of want a, a mixture of both. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that's, I assume that's probably in line with what, what you think as well, Scott. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's my attitude. Yeah. And it was funny because we were, we were at our event and, um, we were talking about this and then, uh, two guys, uh, basically do, you know, a lot of reviews. Um, you know, they get a lot of reviews. They use, you know, their own customer base. They also use top reviewers and they use reviews, uh, through, through, you know, running promotions and stuff. But the one guy said before he kind of really started thinking about feedback, he was just going after reviews 100%. He was doing some pretty aggressive launching, okay? Mm -hmm. So he launched uh, and might have got a couple hundred reviews pretty quickly, and he didn't have any feedback. And Amazon uh, suppressed his account and, wow. said, and said, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. Like, you've got all these reviews. We got no feedback. That's, not, that's kind of out of the norm. Like, we normally get fire feedback from 200 reviews or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of like it, it threw a red flag. It suppressed his listing and, and I think maybe even his account because his account was so new. Now, will this be the case if you were already established? Maybe not, but I do believe that you do need that mixture. And I, I believe the same thing, Chris, that, you know, you have to look at your Amazon account as a seasoned account. It's kind of like a domain name. If you have a domain, uh, you know, a website address that's uh, two months old or two years old or 10 years old, it's going to, it's going to be a little bit more, um, I guess, trusted within that platform. So for Google, it would be a website address for Amazon. It would be that seller's account, uh, yep. because it gives it that, that backing, right? It gives it, uh, you know, the history of how you've maintained that. Um, and like you said, and, and I've heard this from numerous people, people that are way more successful than myself or yourself. And it's, it, it comes down to having a seasoned account account will help you launch future products quicker um, as far as ranking goes. Yeah. I mean, I, even going back, that's kind of, I draw some similarities between uh, Google and Amazon. And again, even in this case, you know, Google has what they call, you know, the Google sandbox where a new domain and you're first starting to try and rank a website, uh, it's going to take a while before you can start to get some rankings because there's just that natural time period where Google's like, whoa, what, what's this new website? Yeah. Uh, do we trust it yet? And so in a lot of ways, yeah, there's some similarities there to, to Amazon as well. And so that's why it's even good. That's kind of why I lean sometimes on, on what I see with Google over the past years uh, doing that. 
And then, of course, applying that and seeing where Amazon's going to head in the future. And so a lot of these things that, we, that we've seen kind of happen are, are things I expected would happen. Yeah, and I, I kind of look at it now like it's the it's the Amazon slap, right? Yeah. Like we, we just, <laughs> I mean, they recently just came out with, uh, and I had Karen Thaxton on, and uh, she she's great because she's always up on all the optimization stuff. And uh, actually, I just had her on episode uh, before this. It was 245. So anyone that didn't listen to that might want to check that out. But basically what she was saying, uh, you know, is that, you know, they had this stuff kind of behind the scenes that they were going to start implementing and they didn't officially announce it yet, but people were having their, their, uh, listings suppressed because of a title, uh, restriction that they applied, but they didn't tell everyone that they were applying yet. And then all of a sudden they announced it in July and then everybody's like, Oh wow. Like I better go change that. Right. Or I'm going to lose, you know, my listing. And all of a sudden listings started to all get suppressed. Um, now if it gets suppressed, that's one thing. If it gets banned, that's another thing. But again, it's kind of like that they're, they're doing changes to clean up their system. And that's what Google does, right? It's a way for them to clean. And for you, that's running, you know, a legitimate and an honest and a, you know, ethical business, you'll rise to the top, you know, and that's why we, we need to conform to the rules the best that we can. Uh, and, and again, reviews is another, is, is another thing here, right? It's a, it's a huge component we know for conversions, but it's also a way for us to either a lose conversions because the minute that we get, uh, whether it's a negative review or we get a, a, a drop in reviews because maybe 50 of our reviews were from a review group that all of those people got banned because, they were leaving fake reviews or whatever, right? So then they go through all of their reviews, through all the ones that they left, and their account gets gets uh, basically killed, and then all of their their reviews go away, and that's why you lose those reviews. Yep. Um, so that that's a way that that can happen. Um, so again, you know, the initial stage in the beginning, getting started with reviews, yes, we want to do that. We want to try to go to a trusted source, and then from there, we want the real reviews. And those real, real reviews are really from your customers that are buying on a regular basis. And we can do that by using email um, to help, uh, you know, kind of push that along a little bit. I think that's what I really wanted people to to get from this podcast, but also in the workshop. I really wanted to, I, I want to break that down and have you, Chris, really break it down and dive into those emails. Because I think if people can understand and wrap their head around that, that'll, that'll just stay with you. And it's a lesson that will just continually help you grow your business, whether it's now here in, in Amazon or outside of Amazon. It's, it's all the same. Um, so Chris, is there anything you wanted to wrap up here before we uh, jump off and uh, get ready for that workshop? Yeah. And I think that the main thing that I'd say is that it, it, you really should just look at the long term. You know, in any business that you're building, and especially if you know, even if you're selling on Amazon and that's that's your primary thing, you want to think about the long term. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, it's easy to think about what the short term is and short term hacks to try and get some results. Um, but if you if you are looking towards the long term and, and trying to grow your business in that way, you're going to be much better set up to grow something much more sustainable, much larger than if you're thinking about just short short term uh, cuts. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And it goes in anything. I mean, mm-hmm. we can try to take the, uh, you know, the shortcut, but usually the shortcut can also lead to, you know, getting hurt down the road. Um, so definitely, I, I definitely stay with the, you know, keep keeping yourself, you know, in the, in, in the good column of, of Amazon and not going in the, the negative column. We don't want that. Um, okay, Chris, well, this has been awesome and I'm really excited to hang out with you, uh, on the workshop. So uh, again, if anyone wants to register that, uh, date, I should probably give you guys that date. I'm going to, uh, remind you guys again is, uh, going to be August 30th. 
and that's going to be at 3 p.m. Eastern time or 12 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, you can go register for that at theamazingseller.com forward slash review workshop. And again, you won't be disappointed. Chris is going to uh, bring over those those emails. We're going to break them down. We're going to give you those as a download. We're going to also talk about the top 10,000. We're going to show you some examples there. And then also we'll kind of go through all of the different uh, stages as far as getting yourself to where you have that social proof uh, on your listing so it converts higher and hopefully, you know, really double, if not triple, if not quadruple your sales by getting higher conversions because of those reviews. So Chris, I want to thank you once again. I'm excited to, uh, to jump on here and guys, again, if you guys, uh, can't make the live workshop that we're doing for this, uh, you can always go to that and register and you'll be able to watch the replay as well. So Chris, Thanks again, brother. I appreciate you coming by. Always a pleasure and uh, looking forward to hanging out, uh, you know, on the workshop. So uh, thanks again, man. Thanks, Scott. It's lovely to be here. (laughs) All right, man. Take care. All right. So there you go, right? Another great episode. I love having Chris on. He knows a thing or two about reviews. He knows a lot about email marketing in general. He's been in this business for quite a long time. So it's always nice to be able to talk about this review thing because a lot of people just don't understand it. And I think the lesson that you need to take away from this is not just Amazon related. It's just business in general and marketing and being good to people. All right. So if you want to attend our live workshop that we're hosting together on August 30th. That's a Tuesday and that'll be 3 p.m. Eastern time. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash review workshop. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash review workshop. If you want to head over to the show notes to this page and maybe get the link there, maybe it's a little bit easier for you. Or if you just want to download the transcripts or look at the show notes or any of that stuff, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash two. 46. And again, I want to remind you that if you can't make the live one on August 30th, it's okay. Still go to that link. There will be a replay up for you to watch. Definitely, definitely go check it out. Uh, I think it's going to be very, very beneficial to you. And you'll be able to receive those downloads that Chris is going to give away, those swipe emails. So this way here, you can go ahead and model them and just you know, adapt them to your market. And like I said, in that, that uh, conversation that I have with Chris, I have one student of mine right now that used the humor email that we're going to give you. And he's getting a 9% conversion from customer to review, which is just amazing. So we're going to give you that as well. So really, really look forward to spending a little bit of time with you and sharing some of this. Cause I think it's that important. And then also answering some live Q and a, so we'll be on there doing that. But again, if you're not there live, you'll be able to listen to the live Q&A. You just won't be able to ask those questions. All right. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Once again, remember I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it proud, say it loud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode, or I'll see you on August 30th. Uh, That's a Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, or I'll see you on the replay. All right, guys, take care. Bye.